Have you ever been stuck, or excuse me, felt stuck in your own thoughts? Did these old thoughts hold you back and then you find yourself in old patterns? Well, listen, today we're going to change that, or I should say attempt to change that by saying goodbye to that poor mindset and saying hello to the positive mindset, uh, <laughs> mindset shifts. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Cause I know, I, I know some of you guys that's out here that's watching, you're going to say, um, how do I know this is going to work? You don't. Well, how do I know this is, is for me? You don't. But what I do tell you is, I love what Zig Ziglar said, and I've said this before, is that, you know, personal development or mind shifts is sort of like taking a shower or a bath. Um, they recommend it daily. So today's episode is entitled, Revolution Your Project Management 8, and I do mean 8, Powerful Mindset Shifts. You mind if I tell you a story? A reporter was asking Michael Jordan, his name is Marvin Shaken. He said, Jordan or Mike, do you have any regrets or disappointments in your life? And see, what I love what, what, what Jordan did is what most people would say, and including myself, I'm not even going to lie to, yes, there's some people or some disappointments that I wish I could change. I wish that that didn't happen to me or the people involved in that situation. But he said something that was so powerful that was that I, I had to really print a copy of this for you digitally. So I hope that if you don't mind that I deliver this with a uh, more of a high level, because uh, it was a long interview approach. He said... I'm not the kind of person that has regrets. You know, as soon as you look back and you come uh, up with something, you start feeling like you want to change it. And something in your life also changed because of that change has to happen. And then this was, this was the part that arrested my attention. I hope it arrests yours. He said, to win, you've got to lose. To be successful, you've got to have something that's not successful. To be happy, you gotta have some disappointments. So, I think all those things have happened to me to make me who I am. You see, family, I have this thing on my on, on my board, on my whiteboard, um, and it's from these Zen quotes and things like that. And and one of them I had to rip off of the the paper because it said something that was also so powerful that also caught my attention, and it, it said. There's a sign outside of the casino in Las Vegas that states, you must be present to win. And see, a lot of times, family, we're not present to win. And because we're not present, then we're upset and frustrated because our mind is somewhere else. Like when we're at work, we're really thinking about home. Or when we're at home, we're thinking about work. So we're going to talk about these eight mindset shifts. And again, these are subjective. These are the things that you know, I think are, are valuable uh, that I really think will help you. So let's get into it. The first one or point number one, embrace an outcome. I, I'll say um, embrace a result and outcome um, orientated based mindset. What does that mean? That means focusing on uh, delivering tangible results and outcomes rather than co just completing tasks. You know, you have to understand the, the ability to be able to prioritize uh, value creation and measure success based on the on, on what the, the impact to the to the actual project. What did it achieve? Sometimes we get so caught up in the task, especially as project managers, we're so task orientated, but we forget all of these tasks um, really has an outcome. Meaning, if we do these three things, the outcome is going to be this. 
Here's a perfect example. Let's say you're building, you need to build an app or uh, I'll use an app application because I think people will be more familiar with that. Or no, this would be even better. Grocery store. Let's say you have to go get some groceries because you decided you're going to cook dinner. Well, the, the tasks are, I need to get all of these outcomes. I need to get all of these um the, the, the things on the grocery list that I need to prepare for in order to cook the meal. But the meal is actually the outcome. So if you said, hey, I need to, well, we just passed Thanksgiving, so I need to get the uh, turkey, so I need to get that cooked and everything. The outcome is the actual turkey once it's done and is ready to be eating. And so a lot of times we get so caught up in the task and get caught up in the, the present that we're not looking towards the future and understanding the reason why we're doing these things is to actually get the actual outcome. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I want to make sure if you haven't yet, subscribe, like this video. Um, I really appreciate the support really means a lot. These are free uh, for the free 99 as my guy would say, but I really enjoy doing this. So I hope you enjoy watching. Let's move on to point number two, innovative mindset. What does that mean? I, I love innovative mindset because this is the people that really want to just think outside the box. I call them out of, uh, even though I'm in the box, but outside of the box, you know, with your team, providing new, fresh ideas, technology, um, driving innovation into your projects. I mean, right now, AI is really one of those things that I think every project manager should start getting themselves accustomed to. I also think that a lot of project managers should start doing videos and writing, you know, writing books and blogs because it's going to be imperative uh, to be able to set yourself apart. And even you get a chance to start learning your craft all over again, especially if you've been in this game like myself for a long time. Sometimes you can become, you know, lazy and laxidating or taking your experience for granted by, oh, well, I won't even, I'm not going to pick up the pen box or I'm not going to read any supplemental uh, materials. However, this is going to be important for you, family. I'm going through the process as we speak. If you look back at previous videos, I talked about it. I actually need to make a part two of it. And the reason why I'm so highly on this is because I've seen how sometimes, you know, you can get caught up in the in, in the working atmosphere that you forget. You need to understand the actual theories behind things because you may go to another organization or you may be a consultant and going and uh, pitching a product and they, I mean, pitching a proposal and they may ask you, well, what's the difference between a project management plan and a project schedule? And you like, uh, they're the same thing, uh, but no, they're not. We both know that they're different because sometimes people call a project schedule a project management plan. Like, what's in your project management plan? And I'm like, uh, out of which 10 knowledge areas do you want me to focus on? So being able to be sharp and, and I really owe a lot of that to my, um, my mentor, my friend, my buddy, Phil, uh, he really pushed me to say, hey, you need to be staying in your books constantly um, and become obsessed with it. So shout out to you, Phil. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, point number three, foster a risk taking mindset. Now, I know I got to be clear with this because people will take it too far. Like they'll be like, oh, well, I'm going to take all my money and gamble. No, no, no. When I mean risk taking mindset, I'm saying take calculated risk. You know, be, so you can be able to break through and get the outcomes and results that you're looking for. Also, encourage your team to experiment, learn from failures, and adapt their approach accordingly. A lot of people, and I blame the, no, I'm not even going to go down that path. I may lose some, forget it, I'm going to do it anyway. 
a lot of times, you know, I think some of this is in doctrine when we were going through the school system and we, when we put it, uh, you know, especially me, I was like, man, like I'm writing a paper and they're like, no, you get a C. And I'm like, why? Like, what, what was the criteria that allowed you to take me from an A to a C? And a lot of times we feel like we failed because we were looking to get an A, but a lot of times or more than often we will see that through our failures um, that we have an opportunity to grow and learn. And, and, I, and I really want to unpack that too. So I'm going all in. Uh, the difference to me, again, my opinion of failing and, and, and being a failure or, or is, is really, do you have the ability to get back up? Yep, you failed. But will you get back up again? And a lot of people choose not to get back up because the staying in the failure or where they failed at is comfortable. Oh, I probably ruffled some feathers. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But that happens a lot in project management is that you could be failing all the way up to through the project. You could be having, you know, problem after problem, fights after fights healthily, healthy and ethical, of course, but I'm saying you're having all these different disagreements with stakeholders. And then finally you get to that sweet, that sweet spot, or I call it that harmony. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, things are just working like clockwork. And a lot of that has to do with team development. A lot of that has to do with, you know, I also say team trust. Most of it, the foundation is really team trust. And when the team starts trusting you, knowing you have their back, they're more willing to, you know, to work with you. Point number four, data-driven mindset. Listen, base your decisions, and I do mean decisions, not choices, and actions on data and insights rather than assumptions and your feelings. You say I had to do the air quotes, feelings. Reason why I say that is, is because a lot of times your feelings may be telling you one thing, but the data, which I say is the facts, um, being able to utilize and, and, and analyze the metrics, they can inform you what is actually going on in this, in this project. Not what I'm feeling, but let me look at the data. The data is saying, based on all of these activities that I have going on, we've completed X amount and we're supposed to be at X amount completed by a certain timeline. Are we, are we, really, are we ahead of schedule or are we really behind schedule? Point number five, message, one of my favorite, foster a team empowered mindset. I'm going to say that one more again, as my grandma would say. One more again, here we go. Foster a team empowerment mindset. That, and this is point number five, by the way. What I, what I mean by that family is being able to uh, allow your team to, uh, to, delegate, to delegate certain responsibilities, providing them with the, this is the key word, because a lot of people get, get lost in this. When you delegate something, then they're over you like a hawk and like, oh, I delegated this, where were you? Instead of just asking them, hey, do you need help? Do you need assistance? What can I do to support you on this, uh, on this task that I just gave you? And all of that, to me, I sum that all up with autonomy. What that means is, is basically, in my opinion, again, I, you know, I remix a lot of words, but just really saying, hey, I'm trusting your capabilities. And if you have any, any, any questions or, any, or any, anything that you're unclear on or whatever it may be, please come to me. Because what you, when you do that, I'm going to tell you, when you really, truly do that with your team, it encourages a culture of ownership and accountability. Those two words, A and O, ownership and accountability, 
is something that people want to feel when they're when they are actually and and this is on a high performance team and I should say that and you can build a high performance team but one when I and reason why I I, I use that is because some people are there for the check and you got to respect that. If they're there for the check, let them be there for the check. But for those who are there for more than the check, they're there for the experience. They're there for to, to grow and, and to develop so they can be more of than what they were. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll leave that alone. But seriously, family, ownership and accountability will be key. And that's to develop your, your team. Point number six, continuous improvement mindset. Listen, I'm constantly improving here. I'm, I'm working on getting better each and every day. There are certain aspects I don't like that how I'm delivering videos and I'm like, okay, let me go, let me watch the video and critique it. And I'm critiquing myself and, and I'm harder on myself than I will allow anyone that can be, that, that could be harder on me because of the fact of, I want to be the best. I need to be the best. And it's not about a pride or egotistical thing. Is something that I want to do for me. And sometimes we focus on everyone else that we forget about yourself. And that goes back to the whole plane analogy. And that's why the, the stewarders always tells you, hey, in case of something goes left, and I'm paraphrasing here, family, when this mask come down, put it on someone else. Oh, she doesn't say that or he doesn't. They don't say that. What did I say? When the mask comes down, put it on yourself first so you can help someone else. And so I believe when, you, uh, div when you're investing in yourself by constantly finding ways to get better, find, getting feedback, constructive feedback, feedback from people you trust because some people will give you feedback. And oh, that's a whole nother video. I'll do, uh, maybe I might uh, treat you guys to, one of, to, to that whole <laughs> video. No, I'll, I'll unpack it here. When, so, when someone is giving you feedback, you have to be cognizant of where the feedback is coming. Um, meaning, if they're telling you to do this thing and they've never done it, they've never lived it or never been around it, um, you may want to just sit, you know, lean back a little bit and see if, if it, it may be valuable or not. Or basically experiment with it and see if their, if their feedback is actually you know, apparent or I should say realistic to what you're trying to do. Point number seven, you got to keep that proactive mindset. Hey, you won't be able to, to calculate every challenge and opportunity, but being able to have the ability to anticipate and be proactive will assist you in, in mitigating risk. It will assist you when the risk turns into an issue. Uh, it will assist you when you are trying to capitalize on any particular emerging uh, trends and things that's out there. The last and final point, family, and I won't keep you no longer, adapt a customer-centric mindset. Listen, this is point number eight. The reason why you're doing or leading, I should say, these projects is because you have a customer. And a lot of people get it confused when they're leading internal projects. They, they forget and have a disconnect on who their customer is. Your customer is your stakeholders. Your customer is really actually your sponsor who when you are um, work, working on drafting that project charter, that's your customer. And we have to remember, um, you know, I remember Burger King, and I don't know if they still have that, that the customer is always right or uh, something like that. And, and sometimes they're wrong. But if you're engaging with them, if you're ensuring they're in the loop, you're giving them feedback and, and taking their feedback, 
you will have a better customer relationship because they can, what can they say at that point? You've involved them in through the whole process. You didn't go build the thing and then say, here's the thing, this is what you wanted. No, you involved them in through the whole process. That's why I love the Scrum framework because that definitely gets the customer more engaged, more involved because you're, le you're running off of sprints from the backlog that you use. But anyway, I digress with that point. Family, I really, truly hope you enjoyed today's video. I go by the name of ED for all you smart and intelligent folks out there. That just simply means that. You know my slogan. You know how we do this. I'm out.